Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us on our podcast, Succeeding in Small Town America, hosted by me, Timothy Peterkin. This is a podcast in which we set a goal of helping to make sure aspiring and current entrepreneurs have the resources and encouragement that you need to be successful, no matter where you are, because you are the success. It's not your location. It's not anything else outside or external. It is all you, which I hope is motivating and encouraging by itself because it puts you in control. Today, we want to talk about the idea of goal setting, G-O-A-L, goal setting. This is something that I never learned about in high school, in college, in law school. No one ever sat me down and said, this is how you methodically set and plan to actively achieve a goal. In fact, one of the, I'm going to say downsides of a formal and traditional education is that everything was established for us. In other words, at the beginning of the semester, I received a document called a syllabus, and the syllabus told me exactly what to do and when to do it. And if I achieved these benchmarks, I would get my goal, which at that time was an A in the class. Right. It told me exactly how it was calculated and all the thought was done for me. I remember this was basically my life. Right. From high school to college and law school, I graduate and I was 24 years old. And that was the first time that I had to think about how to achieve goals for myself without a syllabus. And I felt that I was not equipped to do that. I didn't have any idea how to do it. And it makes me think about people who sort of make fun of those who set New Year's resolutions. Because a person who sets a New Year's resolution is simply a person who is acknowledging, I am looking for a reason and an opportunity to establish a goal. I don't really know how to do it, but I know I want to have more achievement in life, whether it's through health or financial, etc. I want more out of life, and this is the best way I know how to get it. And maybe that's not the best strategy, but it certainly isn't appropriate to mock that, right? And so I think about myself and how I used this and did it the exact wrong way, right? I remember sitting down at my kitchen table and typing up a beautiful document in which I set out all of my goals for the year on January 1st. And I never looked at those goals again, never. Not at the end of the year, not at any particular point throughout the year. And as you can imagine, I probably didn't achieve them. I certainly didn't focus on them. I certainly didn't have a plan. I just knew this is a new year and I want this year to be better than last year. And that's it. I It was the first of the year and I just wanted things to be better. 
And so I wrote stuff down and I thought I was, and I was, I didn't just think it, I was doing uh, the best that I could do at the time. So it's not worth mocking. It's inappropriate, right? We encourage people, we offer them resources and tools. So this is what we're going to talk about today. There's this wonderful book called The 12 Week Year. The subtitle says, get more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months. It's written by Brian P. Moran and Michael Lennington. And I want to talk to you about what I gathered from this book, because setting goals and then having a plan to achieve them has really made a difference for me. And I think it makes a difference for most business owners and people in general, right? So I'm going to talk through how to do a 12-week year, how to set it up, and I'll talk about it in the context of two classic goals, losing weight, and I'll also talk about the context of making more money. So let's start with the making more money example. So I want you to visualize this young attorney. I'm going to call her Sarah. Sarah opened up her own law firm in Whiteville, North Carolina. All right. It's a small town where she's from. Her firm did okay in doing its first year, but she's made a decision that next year is going to do better. Next year, her goal is to gross at least $100,000, okay? So that's important to her. And one of the first steps in the book is actually establishing a compelling reason. The compelling reason is what keeps you motivated during times that you could get distracted and frustrated and give up, right? So she has a reason. She has a family who depends on her income, and she spent a lot of time acquiring her education, and she wants it to pay off. Not only that, she wants to have more clients because she wants to offer quality services to people in the community that she cares about. All right, so for this, I'm going to pull out my handy-dandy calculator. So $100,000 goal for the next year or over the next 12 months. You'll see how we break it down in a moment. So if we take the $100,000 and we divide it by 52 weeks, we're going to get $1,923 a week. So Sarah needs to generate $1,923 a week on average to get to her $100,000 goal. Now, we are going to start this on December 1st, all right? This is going to get you out of feeling embarrassed about the cliche of New Year's resolutions. So she's going to start this on December 1st. So we have a, we have a compelling reason. She wants to generate more income. She wants to pay for certain things for her children. Her family is depending on her, and she wants to serve the community. All right. One of the things that Sarah noticed was that if she engaged in social media in a more intentional manner, it actually led to people communicating with her, sharing her post, and just doing something that made her appear to be the expert in her field of practice, which therefore caused her phone to ring, and she ultimately got clients. So she knows that one of the things she wants to do is engage in more consistent social media. So she has Facebook, she has Instagram and she has Twitter. What she's decided to do is she's going to make five unique posts on each of those platforms per week. 
So that's 15 total posts per week, all right? So what we'll do is we'll take her goal, which is 1923 a, a week, and we'll say, what is that in the 12 weeks? So 1923 times 12 is right at $23,000. So our 12-week goal is to generate $23,000 of income. So she's going to start on December 1. So in the month of December, January, and February, she's going to focus on generating $23,000, right? Okay. So that's what she's going, that's what she's focused on. She's not focused on the 100,000. She's not focused on the fact that she's going to do this over a year. She has three months slash 12 weeks, all right? Goes $23,000. So we're going to take the thing that she's agreed to do, which is she's going to make 15 posts per week. And so we do this with others. And at the end of the week, I'm going to say on Sundays at six o'clock, we have what's called a weekly accountability meeting, which it could technically be by yourself. But the idea is that there's a moment where we come together and we score and we're keeping track of how she's doing. One, we need to keep track of what we call lead indicators, which would be the things that she said she was going to do. And this example is the 15 post, right? And then the lag indicator, which is, did she generate $1,923 this week? The lead indicator is going to be reflective reflected in the lag indicator. So if she makes the post, the likelihood should be that she'll get the revenue, right? Okay. So first week comes, she's super busy. She makes eight posts, eight out of 15. Her score is 53%. So at our weekly accountability meeting, Sarah's going to make a note that the first week she got 53%, and that is below what we're looking for. We're looking for at least 75% achievement of the goal that she set. So she fell below that. So in the weekly accountability meeting, this is not a blame session. This is a strategy session. If she's doing that with others, we're going to see that she got 53% that week, and we're going to have a discussion about it. All right, Sarah, let's kind of think about, well, what happened that caused you to fall so short of your goal? That's a pretty big difference between what you say you're going to do and what you actually did. And so we'll come up with some strategies for Sarah to help her achieve her goal, which is to hit the 15 posts, because that's her lead indicator of goal achievement. And then because she didn't make the post, she didn't engage in the, in the public. Therefore, her lag indicator was also lower, meaning she didn't generate the 1923 um, dollars that she was supposed to generate. So we'll talk briefly about ideas and we'll toss out an idea. All right, well, Sarah, I suggest on Sundays, you actually create the bulk of your post and go ahead and schedule them so that they automatically get posted, right? There's some scheduling apps that are out there for that, but also the social media platforms themselves now also have the ability to schedule posts. So she doesn't have to think through her content. She's already recorded it or she's already done um, the words to create the content. 
So the next week she comes in, she says, yeah, that really worked for me. Um, this week I actually made 12 posts, 12 divided by 15. Sarah has scored 80% this week. So she really engaged the community. She really engaged the public, put herself out there the way she had planned. And she generated $2,500 that week in new revenue. So you see her first indicator, which is her lead indicator, she's above standard, standard 75%. She hit 80% that second week, right? And then her lag indicator, she needed to make 1923. She made 2,500. So she's above there. Her lag indicator also says she's on her pathway to being successful. That third week, once again, she is on fire. 12 posts, 12 out of 15, that's 80%. Good job, Sarah. She's in a rhythm now. But then we look at her lag indicator, and she only generated $1,800. She didn't generate the $2,500 as last week. She only generated $1,800. So now what happens? Well, because that's just one week, She'll continue the course. She'll continue to hit 80%, maybe hit a little higher, and keep doing that. Now, there'll come a point you have to keep engaging in the goal, keep achieving the goal. And if she continues to consistently achieve the goal, but then she does not hit her lag indicator, which is her 1923 for her weekly revenue, then and only then do we adjust what she's doing? See, too many times people haven't really consistently done the things that they were supposed to do and then they change up. Well, we're not going to do that because we now have a chart. We have a chart that will show us you have not consistently made the post, so you really don't know whether that works or not. But in a couple of weeks, actually, if she consistently makes her post and her revenue does not increase, we actually can look at an objective document and recognize that this particular version of what's happening is not working for her. Because when she hits her lead indicator, then her lag indicator should have been hit as well. So after a few weeks, we then need to adjust the first one, which is the lead indicator. Does that mean something should be done differently about her post? Perhaps um, it's the content, perhaps it's the volume, perhaps it's the the platform that she's using, et cetera, et cetera. These are the, the conversations we get to have because we have actual data in front of us to show us that something is or is not working. So that's how we will work with her throughout the 12 weeks to continue to adjust, if necessary, uh, to get her to a place where she identified an actual thing to do that can lead to a result of her getting the income that she wants. All right. So that's one example. Now, let's take the other example. Let's call him Billy. Billy wants to lose 100 pounds. It's a big, very um, intimidating goal, all right? But he's up for the challenge. He's ready to make a health change. 
And so he has a why. Remember, the first thing we're going to do is establish a compelling why. Why does he want to lose his weight? Because he's having health problems associated with his weight and he wants to feel better. All right. Let's pull out the calculator. 100 pounds divided by 52 weeks, that would mean he needs to lose 1.9 pounds a week. All right. So let's say two pounds. All right. He needs to lose two pounds a week. And in the 12 weeks, two pounds, 12 is 24. Didn't need a calculator for that one. But all right. So he needs to lose 24 pounds in his 12 weeks. Right. With, with meaning that his lag indicator should be two pounds per week. So he knows he's on target to lose 100 pounds in a year. And again, the year starts whenever he wants. This particular year is going to start December 1st. All right. So Billy says, well, I really don't um, have a problem with sweets or breads, but I really overdo it on meats. And meats kind of gets me uh, into a bad eating pattern. Like I'm going to I might pop by McDonald's for that burger but then I get the fries and I get the shakes. But if I wasn't going to get the burger, I wouldn't have got the other bad stuff that went along with it. Right. So Billy says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to concentrate and limit my meat intake to one serving of meat for five days. Monday through Friday, I'm going to eat one serving of meat. Maybe with breakfast, maybe with my dinner. I'll plan that out, but it's going to be one serving once a day, because I know that the way that I think and operate is that if I eat that one serving of meat a day, the rest of the day, I'm going to really focus on fruits and vegetables. And that's really going to help me to achieve my two pounds a week. I'm also going to go to the gym. I'm a, I don't mind going to the gym. I'll also go to the gym five days a week. Okay. So he has two things that he's going to do and we really don't push it harder than that. As far as this process, we're trying to keep it simple. So we'll stick with two lead indicators. Okay. All right. So first week, here we go. He's fired up. Four days out of the week, he does limit his meat intake per the way he had planned, 80%. Also, he goes to the gym all five days. That's 100%. He is on fire. Okay. And sure enough, once your lead indicators are strong, that means your lag indicators are going to be strong. He loses three pounds that week. Fire, right? He is all over it. So first, I want to take a quick moment and point out something. In the age that we live in with social media, it is very difficult to get people to celebrate their small wins. People put their videos together when they make these humongous transformations, right? And we're very proud of them and it's beautiful and the person just completely transformed their body. However, to get to the 100 pound weight loss, you needed a week where you lose two pounds. And it's kind of hard to get people super excited on Instagram when you kind of look the same, right? No one really can tell you lost the two pounds or in Billy's case, the three pounds. So this process allows us in our weekly accountability meetings to actually celebrate him. 
we get to high five him because he hit 100% and then 80% on his two activities. He's well above standard of 75% and his lead indicators are great. His lag indicators are great. So we actually get to celebrate him and he gets to feel proud of himself because he can look at the document. We're, this piece of paper that we're creating that we're putting these numbers on and see, yes, I did it and I am on target. So he gets to feel good about those three pounds as he should. Second week, again, he does okay. Not as great as the first week, which also means his lag indicator is not going to be so great. He loses a pound and a half because he really hit about 75% with his other indicators of gym time and, and reduced meat intake. But again, conversations, we're monitoring. It's not bad. Uh, wasn't good as the first week, but he's still on target. And so he continues in this process and we can continue to celebrate him or encourage him to think through strategies when he has a bad week. So the book talks about this, and this is actually true. I've experienced this uh, around week three and four. It's really a make or break moment, more so for the accountability meetings, because Billy, who's a human being, has going to have a bad week. Let's say he has a bad week around week four. He just ate meat all the time, and he really only missed it one day. So one out of five. One out of five is only 20%. That is not a good week. Then he got discouraged, didn't really go to the gym. So he went to the gym twice. So two out of five is 40%. So the challenge for Billy in this scenario is he has to come to a weekly accountability meeting and share his scores, even though his numbers are not great. Remember, this is a positive, safe space in a weekly accountability meeting. You've chosen the partners. You've chosen people who care about you and your success um, and are there to help strategize. It doesn't change the fact that he knows He's supposed to log on to a Zoom on Sunday at 6 p.m. and is going to he's going to have to say in front of everybody, I hit 20 percent and 40 percent this week and I didn't lose anyway. In fact, I kind of gained half a pound. Right. And so that's hard for him to admit in that context. But we're going to gently encourage him to admit that because in our space, this is about encouragement and strategizing. Because once we see he's having a problem, someone else is going to chime in with, hey, Billy, you know, I had a similar problem. And actually, I started meal prepping. Someone says, I had a similar problem, too. And I use this food delivery service. So my meals came um, at the beginning of the week and I just ate them throughout the week. So he said, I'm going to try that. So he tries that the next week. And he's back to 80, 90 percent. But this is the benefit of the weekly accountability meetings, but also this is the benefit of putting Billy in a position where he has to face his numbers every week because outside of the healthy pressure of facing your own numbers, you often can convince yourself that you're doing better than you've done. And that lack of honesty does not lead to goal achievement. So this is the essence of the 12-week year. You should definitely read it. I'm not suggesting that I did the book any justice, but 
it is a strategy. And so the strategy starts in the week that you choose for it to start. By example, it's for it to start on December 1st. And so, and the reason I want to do that is partly one, because we're recording this podcast a week before December 1st, but also it puts you in a much more motivated headspace when January 1st comes, because you've already gotten, January 1st represents like week five for you. And so I can say as a person who has, in my lifetime, lost 100 pounds at one point. Um, I often felt, uh, I'm going to say, um, self-conscious about being in the gym at the beginning of the year because I see all the jokes that people make on social media, right? Um, I see it's sort of like making fun of us New Year's resolution people um, when I was just trying to get healthier. And so having that running start lets you bypass all that noise right a little bit better because you're now in week five and you know that you've stuck to something and you really got through a lot of the harder weeks so so anyway that's what i want to talk about today that's where we are we are hoping that you can find encouragement in that and i want to lastly encourage you to join our group on Facebook, Succeeding in Small Town America, where I hope that we continue this conversation and provide resources and tools for like-minded business owners. So thank you for listening and have an amazing day.